Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom <laughs> Oh, Ed, you're so funny You make... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that i mean to be fair we've said a lot of things are predictable in this series the the vomiting and then the the second vomiting i did not see that coming <laughs> I, I didn't i'm shocked i'm still shocked yeah i can't believe that happened yeah i mean i've wanted to throw up a few times watching the series but that really <laughs> Summed it up. It was so like scary movie too. (laughs) Or the um, racist women on Little Britain. (laughs) Whenever they find out that one of the jams was made by an immigrant. (laughs) It just goes everywhere. Do you know what it reminded me of? I mean, we will talk about it when we get to it. But also when um, in Sex and the City, when Charlotte and Harry got their food poisoning after um, I forget what restaurant they went to. Yes. They went to a French restaurant. And they both kept, they were shitting, not vomiting. But it reminded me of that. Oh, my God. Another poo thing for Charlotte, by the way. Oh, Charlotte, the queen of scat. Uh, <laughs> and it was also like Bridesmaids, the the legendary vomiting and shitting scene. Look away! Look away! It's coming out of me like modern lava! Except it wasn't funny. It was just very odd. That's the annoying thing, is when you can do a scene like this, it should be very funny. Otherwise, it's a bit of a waste. You've just grossed us out without giving us a laugh. Yeah. But should we rate this episode? Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a six. Six. Well, I did promise last week that I was going to um, start behaving and start giving ratings that were in line with my actual review. However, I decided to give my first and just like that 10 out of 10. What? <laughs> okay, now you're just trolling. No, I honestly think this episode is the episode where the series has found its feet. And I think maybe it's because they've, a lot of this series has been introducing new characters. And I think this episode, there were no new characters apart from, I think, Carrie's publisher and all the others, even though I'm still not crazy about them, like Seema and BLT, they are now there. There you are. And I'm used to them. (laughs) And like, I can kind of get along with their plots and it just feels like it's meshing for me. And I liked the storylines, I was captivated, engaged, amused. There was some good laughs in this episode. I was into it. 10 out of 10 probably is extreme, but I did like it. And I think this will be the episode where at the end of it, my review will still match that I liked this. Well, you're right. They did, it did find its feet, but the feet were covered in sick. Yeah, two pairs of feet. <laughs> two <laughs> pairs of feet. Um, yeah, they are. we are getting more of a storyline, but I mean, we're on our episodes 5002, so this should have happened already by now. So I'm not going to give them credit for that because they've had enough time for that. So It's a delayed climax, a little bit like being fingered by Steve. It just kind of, you want to get there, <laughs> but it's taking too long. Um Oh, Steve. <laughs> so they start off with... The, what's this song? Do you know this song? Spring is here. The month of May. It's very no, I you. Don't. I f- feel like you oh, know it. It's very Countess Luanne de Lesseps <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, I'm guessing it's some old Broadway tune. What do you call me? <laughs> An old broad. Um, and then Carrie's writing at a laptop and it feels very, like, annoying. Oh, God, I'm already <laughs> contradicting myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can I can I it's ask? Nine now. 
Can I ask, uh, was the beginning, were we meant to be um, skipping ahead in time again? Yeah, I think it's meant to be a year. Like, I was trying to watch the seasons. Um, so I think it's supposed to be a year. Because I think at the end of the song, it should go something like, it's been a year or something. Well, I'm sorry. I am... Uh... I'm a little bit slow. If you're going to skip ahead in time, I do need the words on the screen. So don't, like, don't ever think... I mean, I did get it was seasons moving on, but I really just want to see... They did it before, didn't they? Did they say three months later? So if this is a year later, just do it. Say it. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Like, why did they emphasise... They emphasised three months later, like it was a whole big thing, and we were both like, nothing's changed. Nothing. A whole year goes by, and that's not mentioned at all. I know, and it's... I still think the purpose of all these skips is to make Carrie go on a date believable. And if that is the purpose, it did actually kind of work because the way Carrie ended up on a date was kind of slightly believable. So I thought whenever they do it this season, it's just going to be not in line with Carrie. But I guess they kind of wrote her into a corner where she had to. Yeah. Quite a ridiculous corner, but it was believable for the character. And that's where it starts, isn't it? With the publisher who we meet, who I loved, by the way. <laughs> she was awful. Yeah, Amanda. She is iconic. Is that her name? Amanda. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, she was... <laughs> yeah, so she's uh, meeting her and she loves the book. And can I just say, what the fuck is Carrie wearing? Oh, yeah. She looked very kind of like conservative politician. The Joker. Almost, didn't she? Joker. Like purple suit. <laughs> Why so serious, Carrie? Um Seriously. I love that the publisher was showing her tear stains on the book. Look, tear stains. It's like, because I, I have written novels and had feedback like that. and it, But it's usually been different kind of tears. It's just been like, this, this is bored to tears. Look, the proof. But I loved her telling her that her husband's death was too dark. And then, yeah. and then she's asking for an element of hope. And didn't this really rem- remind you of Carrie's book originally in the series? where they were like Definitely. the publishers were like we need to end on a message of hope and she was like here are a selection of my favorite articles and yeah. they wouldn't accept it and then this time again they want the element of hope to be that she's dating again which is just so ridiculous and a publisher wouldn't speak like this to someone and it wouldn't make the difference between a book deal and no book deal and oprah and no oprah like no and you know this day and age readers can handle it like we like raw we like murder we like i think it was like a meta thing again that they've been doing where it's like fans would be talking about this like this about the show like it's too dark what are we going to do now without big and you know it was almost like yeah this is too dark we need some hope and then carrie was like oh i'm sure they won't think that so it almost felt like that a little bit yeah, and also, like, it's not going to be... The book isn't going to have on the front of it a big subheading that says Carrie goes on a date. So it's not going to affect the sales, whether she goes on a date. People reading the book will find out what she does when they read the book. Like, she's an established author, so people... I just don't believe that a publisher would put this much pressure on Carrie, who's lost her husband, to go on a date as if that was going to make or break her next book deal. It just is a bit ridiculous. No. I just for an epilogue... Yeah, but I still loved how awful this character was. <laughs> yeah, she's fabulous. I actually could imagine her having her own show, you know, like... Yeah. She's giving me kind of Kimmy Schmidt character vibes, you know? Yeah, and unlike all the other interactions with new people, they didn't do a really clunky setup with her. They just showed us who she was through her dialogue. Whereas all the other ones, you know, like we kept saying about the doctors and the people just have, have been really weirdly written this season. 
and she was an exception to that that was appreciated I thought. Yeah, we need we want more of her. I mean, I I love all the book agents, like the book agents with the uh, burger, and they were fantastic as well. So they they do well with casting agents in this show. Oh, they should have brought her back as Amy Sedaris, they isn't should've. it? She's like one of my favorites. Yeah. She steals every scene she's in. And um, Molly Thingy, I never know her name, but she's oh, in everything. She's in she's... everything, and I don't know her name yeah. either. But she's always so funny in everything. She should like be a household name at this point. Yeah. Um, and then, then so we got then Charlotte. We go to, oh, what the fuck was this? So, <laughs> she's playing tennis with BLT, <laughs> who we've called her BLT for so long, I've actually forgotten what her name actually is. I know it's Lisa, but I've forgotten what the abbreviated one is. No idea. I, Does it matter I, at I this point? I don't care, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this scene, it actually... Um, should have been in Bridget Jones. So I'm imagining it in like Bridget Jones where she's like, okay, here we go. Me and Mark Darcy at the annual lawyer tennis tournament. And then she's like, um, actually, Bridget, I'm playing with Natasha. You're with BLT against these two old bags. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, okay. I could do this, Bridget. And then, you know, the cheesy music. Dun, 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 dun. I have the like, tiger. what the hell is happening here? It was giving me... First of all, I thought Miranda was the lesbian. So why Charlotte the one playing tennis? <laughs> second of all, um, it was kind of, again, my second Bridesmaid comparison within a few minutes, but that scene in Bridesmaids when um, Annie plays against Helen. Yes. Um, so it seems like... I wonder if this series was a bit inspired by Bridesmaids because it, it is one of the biggest female-led comedy things, which probably in turn was inspired by... Sex in the City to some extent. Yeah. Um, but now it's come full circle and they're kind of, I don't know. Um, and then I made a prediction as they were playing tennis, which I was so sure I was going to be right about, but I wasn't. But I really thought, because isn't Bunny going to be in this series? Or have I just made that up? Trey's mum. Is she still alive? The actress. Yeah. I think maybe, I thought she was going to pop up and I think maybe you had said at some point that you wish she was in it and I've, in my head, just turned it into she is. But yeah, it would make sense if she wasn't alive. She's very old. Very, very old. Very, very old. But I just saw them playing tennis and I remembered. Do you remember when Charlotte met Bunny? And Bunny says, do you play tennis? And Charlotte says, yes. yes. And she goes, Trey, I like her. <laughs> so when they were playing tennis, I was like, Bunny's coming. And she wasn't. <laughs> Bunny's coming. Bunny's coming. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my God. also, fucking ageist much. It's like... Ha ha, cause old. Look at us playing these two old ladies. And then they don't even win. Like, they, they beat the old ladies. So I don't understand the point of this scene at all. Was that the joke that they were Is old? Is it meant to show what they look like without work? Yeah, I wondered if they'd just cast two actresses who were their age. But obviously anyone else their age <laughs> looks their age. Broke. <laughs> two broke-ass, late 50-year-olds. <laughs> Meth heads. And then... With the next scene, I have to ask you a question because it's Miranda and she's meeting up with someone. Who is this guy she's meeting? Because we have not heard about him in a long time. So I'm getting confused here. Oh, this place is bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's Steve. I totally forgot she was married, as did she. It's Steve is back. 
He's alive. And you know what? He's a mumbling, bumbling idiot. So that justifies her having an affair. You're wrong. He's not alive. I wouldn't call this alive. This is... I'm sorry. If this was the first episode of the series, I'd be like, oh my God, Steve has aged so much. But we already saw him the first two episodes and he was older and they were making deaf jokes. But he's aged considerably between episode two and episode seven. Like He's He's 90 years old. He's fucking older than Bunny and Bunny's dead. (laughs) I don't understand what's happening here. So she's at the veggie stand. She's at the good veggie stand with the the, uh, squash, was it, as she said? Yeah. And Steve is at the bad veggie stand when the man is mean to them. And she's getting very annoyed with him, losing her temper. Uh, Steve, can you hear me? Obviously, no, he's deaf. (laughs) And then she's waiting for him to come. And she bumps into Naya, her professor, and her husband, Andre. But by the way, I do think you're right. I do think they're trying to make Steve, like, turn us off him so that we get behind Miranda's cheating. And I, for one, do not like it. Um, yeah, because we love Steve, and like, it's not fair to us, like, to turn Steve into this mess because he just isn't. He was sexy and cute and good in bed and cool and, and chilled out and knew his way around a fucking fanny. And now they, well, we'll get to that. But yeah, there's uh, Daya and Andre and. First of all, I've already said that I think Andre's gay. <laughs> no, you, you said he's hot, so that usually means he's straight. When you fancy someone, it usually means they're straight. I know, I'm so confused, because I fancy him, but I, I don't think the character is gay. I think the actor who plays him must be gay, because I'm just getting gay. Right. I know he, I don't think gay. that's a storyline. And <laughs> this fucking kiss they did in front of them was <gasps> disgusting. Oh. And I say that considering Miranda will fully be frigged off in the kitchen in front of her friend. But I thought this was just as bad in the PDA department. Disgusting. Who does that? Do you know anyone who does that? I'm sorry. In the middle of the day in front of vegetables, what is the point? Like maybe in a nightclub on a night out. Not that any of us are doing that anymore. But like not a market stall in broad daylight. That length of kiss. And you're sober. And Overkill. you're a fucking lecturer. Like what? What are you doing? You've just had your period. Yeah, and being all smug, and it's like, I know you're you're happy relationship, but you're also having issues. Like, why are you being so smuggity smug about your relationship? Like, very smug. This is something that could break it. Like, you, your fertility issues ruin relationships. So, like, why are you being so smug? Well, it's just rude. There's a this person standing there, and she's not even with a friend or a partner. She just stood there with no choice but to watch you two kiss. Could you not have just waited two minutes till you finish this chat? Like. Yeah. I hate Naya. <laughs> Daya. Oh! Sorry, Naya. Naya. Yeah, she's, um, she is overkill. I don't know why she's being forced on our throats now. Like, just whiz to the end if she does get pregnant or she doesn't. Like, and, and even that, I don't really care. I, yeah, you're right. I'm more interested if her husband's gay or straight. That's more interesting. I still think he's going to have a baby with someone else. And I think maybe us not liking Naya is a good thing. So I think maybe she has a bad storyline up ahead and maybe we'll feel sorry for her. But for right now, um, <laughs> can you say this, by the way, in Steve voice, I left my wallet by the pickle guy. I left my wallet by the pickle guy. I was so distracted by you yelling at me. <laughs> it feels like Steve is doing an impression of Steve at this point. And it's a worse impression than the one you're doing. Yeah, he's been listening to this podcast. I know, but it's just like, this isn't Steve. This isn't Steve. 
This isn't Steve and it's such a lazy device for us to get on board with Miranda's choices and one does not need the other. You can we're all adults here. You can still like somebody um and find empathy uh for someone else's problems. So but I can understand Miranda's uh situation, but that doesn't mean that I need to 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 hate on Steve to because I'm not going to get behind Matt Miranda's choices i understand her wantings and her longings or whatever but she dyed her hair gray get over it okay you need to get over that (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's so insulting it's like do you think we're that stupid like you can butcher charlotte as a character who's gone through miscarriages and numerous you know public shits uh into this pathetic (laughs) little giggly shallow moron you could do all of these things but not to my steve i'm not falling for it i know and they were such a mature smart couple like maybe they could have used them for an open relationship story maybe they could have been like listen I still love you the sex isn't what it was like Steve's cheated Miranda's cheated maybe they could have explored like having more flexible boundaries in their marriage but what they're doing with it that is so true that is such a good point because that's something that's never on tv and like that is so true because you know it's like remember when Carrie um and Petrovsky they have like that dinner and uh no one likes Petrovsky and he's really unfriendly and then Miranda and Steve go home and you know or something like that I can't remember if that is the scene but she's like thank you for being you I'm so lucky I know and even in as late as the film the first film obviously he cheated but they came together at the end and I just think I'm not saying they have to stay together forever because we like them as a couple and we like Steve, but they just deserve to be treated as characters with more respect than what what we're seeing, I think. And also Steve's sexual, like the whole point of him cheating was that they weren't having sex. So I just don't believe that he would just let this just completely fizzle out and just spend his late 40s, early 50s on the couch. I just don't believe it. I can believe that their sex life would dwindle because I think that's just common. Yeah, but... but... But I, I don't think I he'd don't forget how think... to finger someone. No, exactly. And he, I don't think he would just... He cheated because they weren't having sex. So if anything, he would cheat again. Or he would say to her, Miranda, like, what's going on? We need to have more sex. There was snow on the ground. Maybe Steve's gay. Maybe he's having sex with Andre. Did you think of that? <sighs> that would just be my luck. <laughs> um, Carrie's back with the publisher and they gave this my quote of the episode... But it was later. I think replaced. I know what it is. What do you think? What am I, five? <laughs> yes. You caught me with a milk mustache. What am I, five? I feel like that's one. I mean, I don't want to force, because we have so many of our beloved quotes in our canon, and now we're being presented with new ones, and I don't want to like force them in because they kind of have to happen organically. But I can really see us saying that a lot to each other. <laughs> I, I wrote, What am I, five? Ha ha. In my notes. <laughs> it did make me laugh. Um, and then it felt so like she the, thinks um go ahead darling yeah it felt, felt feels like there's a lot of throwbacks this episode because carrie doesn't like the cover and obviously yeah. we had this in the original series when she didn't like the cover of her first book and i'm like this is when you need samantha she saved you the first time or this is where you need new writers and you don't repeat the same storylines over and over it's the carrie necklace it's the it's the cover line it's you know it's like can we get some new stuff the vomiting and the pooing like is that not? Is that all there is? Oh, we love the vomiting and the pooing. Let's not pretend otherwise. I mean, I get it enough in my everyday life. Do I want to see it on screen unless it's in porn? No. 
same. To be fair to Carrie, this book cover did look awful. Yes. I mean, it just didn't look like really what bad. it is because it looks like a kind of really bad fiction drama when it's actually... Like, Carrie usually used to be on the cover of her books, so... And it was a lot about her as a person. So this was bad. Um, but Oprah's interested, so... Oprah's interested, yeah. So that's a coup. And um, But again, I don't think Oprah and her team would want... Because they said Oprah's interested in the hope bit. And I don't know. I think Oprah covers some shit. You know, kids raised by wolves and, like, schizophrenic alien fetuses and cults and all this... I think Oprah would say, no, I love the realism, the the grieving widow and all this. I don't think they would want the Hollywood bit at the end. People forget Oprah was a crackhead. Was she? And I think people don't talk about it. Yeah. People like seem to think she's this perfect person, but she was a full-on drug addict. I mean, she talks about it herself. Is that why she always fluctuates in weight? No, this was before she was famous. So since she's been famous, she's never had a drug scandal that I know of. Just the lesbian scandal. Secret lesbian scandal. Well, not so secret. Oh, honey, not so secret and decades long. She replaced crack with crack. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> Front crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a crackhead. That's interesting. Yeah, That's she talks that. about it. Um, oh, my God. To me over lunch. Sue me. <laughs> sue me. <laughs> so the girls are at dinner and there's a noticeable fourth person. Well, it's Seema... And I, which is Hindi for boundaries, which actually I've <laughs> done my research and that is ironic because she has none. So that's <laughs> becoming my like. This is what happens sometimes. I hate a line so much I can't stop saying it, and then it be- like I become part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's your, this is your bugbear. How did you feel about seeing her there instead of Samantha? Well, I mean, first of all, is there a, a some sort of what do you call it? Um, rotor where they have to like so they always have a fourth person they only know how to book lunch for four people and it's like oh we got Seema Tuesday Anthony Wednesday and then should we get BLT on the and it's like can you guys not have a bigger lunch can you not meet just you three Seema I have to admit even though I don't like the character this was the closest it felt including Anthony of Samantha being there because I know Seema clearly is being conceived as playing some sort of Samantha role and I guess just even though she's not got the sex quips, although she does make one, I think, she's just got that confidence and she seems a bit older than them, which kind of just brings that Samantha vibe. I hate saying vibe. Sorry about that. Yeah, and she's single, like has always been single, never been married and all yes. that kind of stuff. Um, and she really does have no boundaries because she she puts Carrie on these dating sites without permission, which Carrie's famous in this world. So like to me, that is like a massive... Faux pas. In, what you got? Invasion of what you call it when someone crosses the totally. line. Like, that is just so crazy. I know she says she has no boundaries, but like, if someone put me on a dating site, my friend, without telling me, yeah, 100%. and I'm not famous, I would literally go mental at them. Like, I just the fact that this is a grieving said. woman as well. Like, and also it's like identity fraud, and it's like you. I barely know her. That's the other thing. They don't know each other. I mean, okay, apparently it's been a year now, right? A year and three months. But it's like, I don't really know you. What are you doing? Like, this is so inappropriate. How did you get my picture? Who are you? Are you messaging men? Like, asking for, like, dick pics and stuff? I bet she will be. 
because she has no 100%. boundaries. She has no boundaries. Which is ironic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but she, also, you'd want to pick your own pictures. Like, what if Seema picked a picture where Carrie looks ugly? Which, let's face it, there will be plenty of options. Like, it's right, just... Right, and also, um, Seema, it's extra competition for Seema. She doesn't need another single gal in her 50s in Manhattan competing for the very, very small pool of men. So she would put ugly photos of her up. Hey, I think it's great she's still putting herself out there. And I'm sure she'd love to hear that. <laughs> oh, don't. That will upset her. Do you think? I think so. I have a hunch. I loved when they were talking about the sites, going through the men, and then Carrie goes, I'll date the dog. And I'm like, how weird is that, given we suspected that Big was fucking the dog the other week? Oh, and now she's God. saying she would fuck a dog. And we both said we'd fuck a dog. By the way, what happened about that? We still don't know what, who, what, what the deal is with that dog. Oh, my God! <laughs> fuck is that it is i just left <sighs> that has literally taken my breath away like what the fuck <laughs> why did they sh- and where's gloria what oh my god <laughs> it's like two different shows what would see the thing is i was really su- i talked to someone about this the other day i was really surprised to find out that breaking bad if you've seen breaking bad haven't you yeah well they used to write each episode as they went so I always think of series as all written and then you film the whole thing. But Breaking Bad used oh. to write it, film it, write the next one. I wonder if they are doing this because like there are clear examples of this, of things that started that just never went anywhere. And it's like, why the fuck did was that dog shown to us? Because it wasn't necessary because you already had the, what was the first clue? Um, Pinkberry. Was the, Natasha was in the will. Pink. Oh, Pink N- Natasha, the... Then she started to look for stuff because he left money to Natasha. So then she wanted to know why. And that in itself was just like a stop start. Okay, is that it then? Is that all we're going to find out about Big? What was Big doing with this dog? Unless this is one of the deleted scenes because he's been written out the show now. God knows. Um, <sighs> but we did get a, Se- a Samantha-esque line from Seema when she said, glass chewers are good in bed. Yeah. Glass think- is, not glass. <laughs> Can you imagine? She All is the blood desperate. just makes it really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that was interesting. A little, and then she had a, did a play on words, man date. Yes, um, that was very Sex in the City, which yeah reminded me of mm, socks in the city. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Well, favorite because it's mortifying, not because it's actually clever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and then she's, her and Miranda, Carrie Miranda go for a walk after dinner and basically they're both finding themselves sort of in an existential sex crisis, sort of, are we going to ever have sex ever again at this phase? Carrie doesn't want to ever really imagine herself with someone else besides Big. And Miranda is mourning um, her sex life if she has to stay faithful to Steve and I'm sorry I'm not falling for this either I, and I'm not feeling sorry for her Miranda would say something and do something about this with Steve don't you think? Yeah she was always very practical and like whenever there was a problem she'd kind of meet it head on I do think it's outrageous that she said to Carrie so no more sex for you ever and it's like bitch you put her off sex after what you did in that kitchen like how could yeah. you even say something like that? And then Carrie said something like, the only person she still wants to have sex with is Big, which I think is 
I know this show is about breaking taboos and stuff, but that is gross. Because she's basically saying she wants to have sex with his dead body. Which... Ghost sex. Ghost, as well, zombie sex, as Miranda later says. Oh yeah, and zombie sex. I just think some things are best kept to yourself, and that is disgusting. Well, you know, it's illegal, but let's, let's work to change that, you know? <laughs> From change <laughs> to Che, Miranda's like, Che, they don't ask about me, do they? <laughs> She's mortifying. Oh my god. Mortifying. Um, Carrie's like, um, well, she's been in and out of Miami and she's very busy. Miranda was never, ever this needy in the original series. Like, no. Well, it did take her a whole episode to kind of get to grips that someone's just not that into her and then it was a huge revelation. But she's obviously forgotten that lesson in life. She's just not that into you. Well, she she was and will be. But. uh, and also, it's so obvious that Shay is, like, very promiscuous. Like, she went, um, they went around in the audience. Have I fucked you? Have we fucked? Have we fucked? Uh, I'm pretty sure that a woman of Miranda's age would know a person like Shay would be fucking everyone. And I'll probably love turning women as well. Well, this is like when the girls who hang around at the club for a footballer have sex with one and then think they're going to get married. It's like, oh, you thought he was just waiting for you in the club. You thought you were, he'd been saving himself for that one woman in the club. Bitch. And then... No, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't personal. But then Miranda calls the sex with Che, che the most transcendent sex of my life. And it's like, was that a joke, Miranda? Transcendent. Really? Oh. You, I thought you were meant to be woke now. And also, I don't think so. I mean, she took her first ever personal day off from work just to have sex with Robert. The sex was so good. Because she was back to work on Monday when her mother died. <laughs> and, you know, the sex with Steve, she loved it. She loved the sex with Steve. And I will not have the sex with Steve is bad narrative put out there any longer. No. I, I will have sex with stand. Steve to prove it. Me too. <laughs> Maybe Absolutely at separate times. not. So they're saying sex life is in a, in a coma, is what, is what she's saying. A Mexicoma? Um... A Mexicoma. (laughs) So then we go to Harry and Charlotte in the kitchen and Harry bumps into BLT's husband on the subway, I think. And um, they talk about inviting the husbands to play tennis with them. Yeah, and I'm really at this point... I mean, this happens a lot in this series, but I'm like, is this going somewhere? Because I feel like (laughs) in Sex and the City, never... Nothing was ever started that didn't have a point. And you, do you remember Sex exactly. and the episodes used to all... Often they had a theme, didn't they? So each four characters would all be dealing with the theme in a different way. And there was kind of nothing... Into, but in And just like that, sometimes they are just playing tennis and that's it. And you kind of have to... And sometimes there's a picture of a dog and you'll never find out what happened. And you just kind of have to accept that. And it's hard to get your head around. Just like that. Nothing <laughs> happened. Just like that, we stopped watching. No, we will be watching. Unfortunately, we've started now, so we can't start. No, I, don't, I don't think Harry will be this desperate to play tennis with Charlotte. But, no, no. But I, I'm um, fine with it, I guess. It's not a huge plot point, but... And Charlotte is so busty. I, have you noticed every outfit she wear, her tits are falling out of her gowns? No, I haven't noticed that. But I that just for some reason reminded me of something, which is 
we have not mentioned at all the fact that, do you know, Kristen Davis is an alcoholic. Mm, yeah, raging. And it just, it, obviously it's not her character, it's Miranda's, but I just forgot that uh, obviously Charlotte was the antagonist of that storyline. And I thought oh, it yeah. was quite interesting that she would be playing opposite when her she had the real life experience. And I wonder if Cynthia Nixon like asked her for advice and stuff like that. Cause it always gags me because like, Kristen Davis, I mean, I don't know what she's like in real life at all. I didn't even watch many interviews with her. But you just assume she'd be like Charlotte, whereas she actually must be completely different, really. She's always in Africa. She's always, like, um, saving elephants. She's She's got... I think she's got two adopted children, um, and she's just always on fucking elephants. Her Instagram is wild. Okay, I'm going to follow her. That sounds good. I love elephants. And then she was in that movie on Netflix about her, like, saving an elephant. Yeah, I was thinking she's never... So, she's typecast. I've never really seen her in anything else. She's the one who... She was in Friends. Because she's a really bad actress. I mean, I'm sorry, there are a few scenes in Sex and I'm like, oh, you're great. And then the rest of it, I'm like, you are so shticky. And like, and now you fucked your mouth. You can't even speak. <laughs> She sounds like she's had a stroke. Like, she sounds like she's in recovery. Yeah, the surgery has it's veered on Courtney Cox level, although never gone as bad. And Courtney Cox has pulled it back, so it's still completely reversible. And I think Courtney Cox is genuinely the beauty of our nation and our times. Yeah, well, I don't think of our times. Do you mean in the 90s? Well, in, our, in the 90s when we were barely even born... Oh, yeah, let's keep that up. But yeah, back in her heyday, she, no one could really touch her for beauty. She was very, very, very beautiful. I mean, still sometimes I've seen her friends as well. and gasp at her beauty. Yeah, sometimes she's too thin, though, and her ears stick out too much. Oh, definitely. Even within Friends, towards the end, I think she'd kind of lost it a little bit because of how underweight she was. No shade. Yeah. Because I suffer yeah, from being you know, underweight as well. But. There comes a time in women's lives where you have to choose between your ass and your face. Your ass and face look like the same thing. What's Sophie's choice, you know? <laughs> Who the fuck is Sophie? <laughs> no, I do know. Do we get to Daya? So, yes, um, in the car. No, Naya. Why have and... I put Daya all the way through? <laughs> God, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I wish she would Daya. You could call her that if you want. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I get Well, we're calling... Lisa BLT. So yeah, let's go with Daya and Andre. Daya and Andre 3000. <laughs> and um, their phone is also... This is why I don't like technology, because stuff like this happens that you can't control, and they play Miranda's message. Also, who writes in a text message, sorry you didn't get pregnant? <laughs> that was fucking crazy. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> sorry you are not pregnant. Text back, love Miranda. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who wrote this script? You just Seriously. wouldn't say that. That's so weird. And also, who's using this text that reads out loud thing? I had heard of it years ago, but it was like a novelty. No one actually uses it. Do they? I know. I don't know. We don't drive. Maybe people are doing cars. I don't know. Oh, I get I But guess also, she told you notes. to like never mention it again. So why would you mention it again? And in such a brutal way. <laughs> You are not pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, you are barren. Your womb is dead. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so in all of the kerfuffle, she's trying to turn off the message and uh, they almost run over two gays and a baby. 
I know. Well, not a baby. I believe it's a toddler. Oh, they, don't, they don't mention it, but I think it's a toddler. <laughs> I have a toddler! I have a toddler! I have a toddler! <laughs> We've not had a line repeated this aggressively since Carrie and... You have to forgive me! You have to forgive me! <laughs> I love this man. I finally feel energy. seen in the se- series. This is the first time I've seen someone like me <laughs> in the show. It me of you so much. If you were a parent. Thank you. If I had a toddler. If I had a, to- if I had a toddler, I would scream if I had a toddler. And you do have a toddler. <laughs> but you forget. I'd be like, I have a toddler. Drive faster. <laughs> You'd be like, I think I have a toddler. I haven't seen her in a while. But if, <laughs> if anyone asks. Oh, shit. I left the toddler in the supermarket and put the alcohol in the pram. Good job Leontine can fully look after herself. Bless her. <laughs> um, but yeah, this the, finally kind of a random cameo. Well, to this episode then, the publisher and him, where they, they get a laugh, so it's worth it. Whereas previously they've been there for no reason, much like the picture of that dog. Exactly. So. But again, it's like, stop relying on random extras for laughs. They should be built into the main fucking characters what am I watching these people for? Why are you relying on... Don't get me wrong, Sex and City has a plethora of incredibly funny extras, but the main characters were funny as well. I know, but I think this is really highlighting how much of that was Samantha. And I'm not saying Samantha was the only funny one, but even when the others were funny, I think it was often reacting to something Samantha had said. Yeah, that's true. She, I think, still was instrumental in a lot of the comedy. And without her, I think that is why they are relying so much on it. And it is, it does reek of desperation, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Continuing my 10 out of 10 oh. review. <laughs> it's eight now. I want those gays um, to be the stand-in for Stanford now. But I do think he, he's a bit um, unhinged. So I don't know how the other day. But I, I think that I could see him getting in like a spat or a fight with Charlotte. So I hopefully this one comes back. And in his defence, if you almost ran over someone who had a baby, like that would be you at your most angry and mad. Oh, like jokes aside, I'd go mental. I mean, I wouldn't in America because you don't know who's got guns in their cars. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. America's very scary. But I would be from a very safe distance shout in the uk i'd be like i'd go mental if you're about to run run me over with my kid well if i'd almost run over someone with a kid and they were shouting at me i'd be like i'll let them have this like i'm just gonna apologize and wait till they've got it out of the system but she's like no calm down and stuff it's like no bitch you were in the wrong just take the hit yeah literally yeah i mean he did look like he was gonna fucking hit her I mean, I don't think hitting the car, I don't know, because then that becomes a thing for you. Isn't that like assault or something? Or like property assault? Well, he's got a good defence, because I hear on Reddit that he has a toddler. So you can use that in court. (laughs) (laughs) So then Carrie is in bed with sad, wistful music, and she's on... (laughs) Is this Tinder? Is this what Tinder looks like? I don't know. I think maybe... This is just like a generic one made for the show. Well, she, okay. And is she was she doing swipe right and left because I think that might be specific to Tinder. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. And she likes Peter. Peter, fifty three, who looks like Burger. And it said teacher, and I thought it said windower, as in like he t- taught in the day and then did windows at night. But then <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, that makes no sense. And I was like, oh, I bet it said win- widower and I read it wrong. And then later he mentioned his wife died and I was like, okay, that makes sense. But like, would you but really advertise widower windows. as your main thing? Um, uh, Maybe you no, do if you're I older. Mean, 
but I don't know. It's not hot. His picture looked nice. I get why she... I mean, it doesn't look like Carrie's type, but I guess we don't really know what Carrie's type is in terms of picture because I think she always went on, like, charisma and look. Um, charisma and, like, spark. Uniqueness, nerve. Yeah. She, um... <laughs> she, and famously, she said when she likes someone, she can't remember what they look like. She just remembers yes. the feeling. Mm. Um, but you know, it's so funny because I never used to think Big's hot, but now I look back at old, younger pictures in the first, and I'm like, he's actually quite handsome. I know we're not allowed to talk about him. Oh, definitely handsome. And also, let's not pretend that power and money isn't, not just about being money grabbing, but it's just when a man has power that is just sexy and like no one could deny that. It's true. Um, it's true. But look, I'm just glad it's Peter and not Aiden because the well, way this show goes. It, has he been rumoured to be in this series? I don't, I don't think he has. No, I've heard no Aiden whispers. Although I think if he was, they would try and keep it a secret because it would be obvious what his purpose was. Um, mm. But I guess God, they didn't keep it not. secret in Sex and the City 2. And it wasn't very well received, so maybe he'd just want to avoid it anyway. Yeah. There's no formal lover she has that I'd like to see her. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing her b- burger back in a capacity where they ran into each other and had an awkward chat. But I definitely wouldn't want to see them dating again. Alexander Petrovsky, absolutely not, obviously, in any capacity. I want the hot guy who was in AA who was just, it was just too early for them to, and he was just so gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. And also David Duchovny. But this is what I'm saying right, last week, how I want her to have like a 28 days. Maybe she could go back into his facility that he was in and they can meet there. Yeah. I mean, Carrie probably should be in a facility anyway. Um, yeah, I still can't believe, I do feel a bit robbed that we've really skipped by all of the kind of, there's been no raw emotional breakdown scenes, like nothing. I know, it just seems like a waste. It's very strange. But I guess they've had other huge storylines to deal with, like the tennis storyline, because, I mean, that is right. what, what we're tuning in for here. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, in the first season of New York, do you remember the whole of Real Houses of New York, the whole season <laughs> revolves around a tennis match at the end of the of the season? And that is just gripping TV. So if it's done right, it can be fantastic. However, this I... was done this way. <laughs> Well, it was weird. So the story here is, I mean, I actually kind of ended up liking the storyline. I, I found the tennis a weird and long route to go to get there. But I definitely related to the whole apology argument within a relationship, which is that Charlotte knocked over Harry while playing tennis. And then Harry demanded an apology saying, it hurt my feelings. Which, by the way, Harry would not say, it hurt my feelings. Come on. No. So eventually, the... Are we now getting to cracks in the marriage of Harry and Charlotte or is this meant to be a funny little subplot? I think this is meant to be like a whole relationships, a whole, this is so relatable um, uh, thing. So she knocks him over and, and then, and also don't forget, they needed a woke thing. So this this week is mansplaining. And yes. Women, women having to apologise for everything because we live in a patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that was... That had to be touched upon, so that's how they've whittled it in. I know, I, it's this. a shame because I did just like the general apology thing. Because, like, for me, it's, in my relationship, that's been, always been an issue, is, like, getting an apology can feel like pulling teeth sometimes. And then it's almost like, the thing I really related to was that 
I don't think Charlotte has that much of a problem with apologising. I think it's sometimes some people, once you're asked to apologise, then you become even more stubborn not to. And then it just becomes a real head-to-head war of who's going to give in. And it becomes about pride when originally it was just about kind of like taking responsibility of something. So I definitely did relate to this. Um, Yeah, but not over something so silly. Like if she'd knocked him over in tennis, Charlotte the character would be like oh I'm so sorry honey like come on we've got to you know I just don't think she would turn this into like a feminist issue or something oh I agree that was out of character and then her saying on the street you're driving me fucking crazy I just that was probably out of this whole series the time when a character most said something that I just couldn't imagine them saying like not that Charlotte never swore but just her shouting a swear word at her husband in the street because she so like cares what other people think and is like prim and proper i just completely did not buy into this at all no way and also such an over the top reaction (laughs) (laughs) because like we mentioned before when she was pushed to breaking point with the children she retreated and cried she's not she's not that kind of person like okay it's not that big of a deal but she loves and respects harry i just yeah, she would not talk... Even when he's watching football in the show, and she in the old show, and she's trying to talk to him, and she's cooked this big dinner for him, and he's just watching football, even then she doesn't swear at him. Yeah, I mean, she was very brutal once when she said, do you know what people think when they look at us? But that was still very calmly delivered. Probably one of the most brutal things in the show, actually. Yeah, she could be really savage when she wants to be. But yeah, I just don't think she would do this in the street. But she says, oh, no, now BLT and, and Andre. Uh, no, that's not him. I don't know BLT's husband's name. They've seen us yeah, that is um, Andre. arguing. Oh, no, I'm... Oh, yeah, oh, it... I don't know his but, name. Yeah, but yeah, so now they think we're that couple. So, so that's that. And then Miranda is looking... I mean... That's the other thing, right? Miranda's looking so dowdy. Charlotte's right, I'm sorry. Her baggy... <laughs> Dirty tracksuit bottoms that have no ass shape whatsoever. Her dullest dishwater hair and her jowly chops. And then she's going to stand in the kitchen and judge Steve for not being sexual. Well, I mean, is she meant to go dress up for him? I think actually some people do, don't they? Put lingerie she's on. She's n- not meant to dress up, but I mean, you, you, you can't... It works both ways. I mean, I get it. They're not being sexual. She's not sexually attracted to him, so she doesn't feel like you know, putting on the razzle-dazzle. But let's not act like Steve is this undesirable character, please. But they have been married a very long time. So, I mean, it does happen. And I, th- I love the fact that she hit on him in the kitchen. It's like Miranda is at her horniest now in kitchens because that's where she had a <laughs> <Yeah>. transcendent moment. <laughs> yeah, and, oh my God. And then she's trying to recreate it. She's like, kiss my neck finger me and it's like she's gonna start calling him they in a second she just wants <laughs> steve to be jay and it's like please steve's so much hotter than jay i mean jay's hot but steve come on it's it's steve um, it's steve yeah and um so that's it's actually quite a sad scene isn't it it's yeah. like I've, i i felt really sad watching this because it it it's kind of like the youth and days gone by are gone um the spontaneity of life is gone the um the connection and the spark and all of that kind of stuff is gone. She's as dry as a nun. And he <laughs> says, do you want lube? Because obviously they've got loads of lube, as we know. Um, but the thing is, the couples and... that have been married as long as Miranda and Steve, uh, 
are there anyone who is still ripping their clothes off, each other's clothes off? So, I mean, there's an element of, oh, yeah, it's sad, but it's also, like, what happens in a marriage. You become companions, you have children, you become, like, a team. And then I don't think there will be many people out there who can sustain that passionate... Not to go to this extreme of completely not having sex for years, but I do think it's a lot of people will relate to to this journey, and I think this is kind of what happens. Oh, totally. I completely agree. I mean, sometimes we're in that phase as well. Um... But I, I just meant in terms of her trying to recreate something that's not there. It's sad. It's like the one last ditch thing because she knows this is probably going to end. So if I don't try this, this is this is it. And it's that kind of... It's, it was quite clever in a way. It was like the everydayness of life, but it was actually tinged with a, a sad reality that, you know, maybe emotionally, physically, the marriage is over, really. In her mind. Well, the thing I want to get to the bottom of, and that is not a pun, is did Steve put his finger in her ass by mistake? Because he <laughs> put his finger down there and then she, he, she looked shocked. He looked like, is that right? He looked really shocked. I mean, obviously I don't know my way around a vagina, but it, how wrong could he get it? Is, is it quite easy to go wrong down there? Well, since having a baby, yes. Oh, don't make it about you. I mean, although I guess I guess Miranda's had a baby. Oh, would that not count? Because baby's so old. I don't know. I just it was bizarre that he was like, "Oh my god, what?" He genuinely like stuck his finger in, and he went, <gasps> like he exhaled. Was that maybe because of the dryness? Because then he says, "Want me? Want me to go get some lube?" And she's like. No, I'll get it. And it's like, yeah, from Brady's room. <laughs> She's going to go borrow that straw yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he's like, shall we put the lid on this? It's a bit smelly. Did he say that? Oh, you just doing what's... <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He said it about the food on the counter. No. Oh, I thought you meant about Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, did you see those tracksuit bottoms? <laughs> you cannot judge about house day wear. I'm sorry. I will. No. I have the receipts. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about Carrie and Peter's date? (laughs) I guess. And this is. Must we? Unless I'm wrong, this is the first time that Michael Patrick King has been in the show, isn't it? Because he. I, I don't know if he cameoed in the original series, but he's actually playing a role, which is weird as the. What? He's Peter? Yeah, this is Michael Patrick King. You're doing that thing again. Oh, I almost had you there. I think you were on <laughs> the verge of believing that. <laughs> I was thinking, is he a waiter? What have I missed? Well, I actually don't know what he looks like. So that's why I thought you might believe it. And I thought he looks of age of Michael Patrick King, probably is. Michael Patrick King looks like a little gay, like he should be in Riverdance. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> Um, so this is his first day since his wife died. And Carrie's like, me too. He's like, Can- she died of cancer, ovarian cancer. And she says he died of a heart attack. And it's like, okay, I get that it's first date for both of you. But I don't think, I think you'd be a little bit better than this. Just as two humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know anymore. Everyone in this town is so weird. Like something's happened. Like they've 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 put some chemical or something in in New York, and everyone there is fucking nuts. 
Well, they put something in their drinks. I, I, I find it very lazy that they came out of the date pissing themselves laughing. And that is something yeah, that shows yeah. do sometimes where it's like, we want to show you they had a good time, but we can't think of jokes good enough to sh- to make them actually laugh. So let's yeah. just cut to the yeah. laughing and you can assume that something <laughs> funny was said. Like, oh, oh, God, it's so amateur. It's so amateur. So now, okay, they're laughing, so... But but are they laughing because it's a friend connection? Do they have chemistry? Are they laughing because they're finding a relief, a, like a release, because they're both widowed, so they get each other? We don't know because we didn't actually see anything. Well, the th- I'm really confused about what happened. So obviously he is sick and then she is sick. <laughs> and yes. But I don't understand what the show wants us to think. Are they? Are we meant to believe that they had food poisoning? Or are we meant to believe they both were so drunk that they were both sick? Because you would assume food poisoning. Well, I yeah, but, exactly. But For then them later, both to puke. they make a reference to, like, the, the drunkenness of it rather than the... Yeah, and hangovers. Yeah, and it's like no two people are ever sick at the same time because they were both drunk. Like, that's never happened. So I'm guessing it's food poisoning, but then they never referenced any food poisoning or it must have been this or the prawn or something. It just was left unexplained. No, I think it was meant to be drunk because he says that's X to the power of hangover and, like, did we even pay? I can't remember. Ha, ha, ha. I just genuinely think it's that bad writing. Like, that shockingly bad. Okay, I think I might have just clicked. Is it that he was sick and then she was sick at because he was sick? As in sometimes when people see someone sick, they're sick. But it felt like straight after. I don't know. I think they were both drunk. I I know. I, I, I have no idea. But why would you be sick at the same time? You just, like, wouldn't. And also, if they were that drunk with their vomiting, like, I just... Don't think you'd be cracking up like that. If you're that wasted, you don't, you're not laughing like that. You're wasted. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were laughing like they were um, high or just giggling. But if you're vomiting like that, you, you're not going to be giggling like that just before. You know what I mean? You're wasted. The world is spinning around. Well, and also, um, if like that is what happened, they were both so drunk, then I don't understand why a second date is immediately written off because it's like, well, clearly you guys had a good time and then you were both actually embarrassing. So it's not like one person mortified themselves over the other. Really, if you were on a good date and that happened, that actually happened, you'd be like, oh, that's actually become quite a funny memory. Do you remember our first date when we had a great time and then both were sick? Yeah. Yeah, like if he was just sick, I'd be like, oh, this is a bit MP. Yes, over, over. Yeah, yeah. I don't do sick. And some people have serious sick phobias. Oh, I mean, if someone is sick on your first date and in the street as well, not even like back at the house, then you can write that off. But if you were also sick at the same time, then you two weirdos deserve each other and it's time to get married. (laughs) I'm sorry. Get carried. Get carried away. And Carrie's telling the others about it. This It's Anthony's day at lunch, so it's his his spot. And he says, I want shit myself on a date. <laughs> um, and what else does he say? Oh, yeah, and then he tells the other shit story about when he was seven and his pants were filled up with chocolate chocolate chip. And he goes, my body knew, <laughs> which I love, which I think was my <laughs> yeah, favourite quote like of that. the episode <laughs> after uh, the toddler one, obviously. Yeah, um, and BLT's on the mic and, like, for some reason we're meant to get invested about how bad she is on the mic and her husband's getting annoyed with her. And Charlotte um, 
Harry's badgering Charlotte for an apology and she just says, no, because women have to apologise for their lives every day. I'm not apologising to you. It's like, Jesus, have a day off. Christ. And she says, as Demi Lovato would say, sorry, not sorry, which joins her previous quote as like things Charlotte would never say. I know, unless like she's got into it because of rock or something, because, you know, Demi Lovato is now they, them. Um, that would actually you know, be it's clever like when you're, if they'd yeah. thought of that, because um, that would be cleverly linked. I, I don't give them enough credit. I feel like they just picked the song title and it happened to be Demi Lovato. But if it's related to rock, yeah. fair enough. Um, and also, I'm not quoting someone who sings to ghosts. Who sings to ghosts? Oh, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. I had an argument yes. with Demi Lovato once. I was at a press conference and I asked her a question and she didn't like it and she said she just wanted to talk about the music. And I was like, well, you brought it up, bitch. I didn't call her a bitch. <laughs> well, she's, uh, she's crazy. I mean, she's got a green mullet. She says that we can't call aliens aliens. We have to call them extraterrestrials. And she mortified herself about that. Ice cream, didn't she? The yogurt, the frozen yogurt. yogurt. She said, this diet culture is disgusting with your sugarless ice cream. And they went, but diet is for diabetics. (laughs) (laughs) Dia, diabetic. That's what I call Naya. (laughs) And um, Miranda confirms to Carrie that she did really try. I'm assuming they tried again because she can't just mean the one time with the... I think she means the one time. I do. That's not trying with all your might. I know, but if it goes badly once, you're a bit like, no point flogging a dead Steve. Yeah, so the, their sex life is dead. And Dag. then we have, for some fucking reason, another chase set. What is happening? I know New York in this fictional universe is very into poor comedy. Um, and <laughs> they're willing to pay the big bucks for it. Um, but the joke about the mic, I guess, was funny. Yeah, that was, yeah, I suppose. Also was be- that the whole, like, plot device to just set up for Che's joke? Well, no, I guess it's also to set up um, BLT and her husband arguing so that then um, Charlotte and Harry see them arguing. Oh, yeah. Which I suppose the message is meant to be like, oh, you know, no one goes on, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. Like, you could be embarrassed, but everyone has the arguments and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Carrie says the cheese stands alone. I loved that. Cause didn't, haven't we already Jesus. discussed that? No, not chia seeds. No, but the cheese stands alone. Maybe it wasn't with you. I had a conversation with someone the other day about this. Cause no, it wasn't me. The cheese stands alone. I think actually it might have been another Sex and the City podcast I was listening to and they talked about it. Yes, she said Carrie... Because Carrie said it before. Carrie said it in the no, original series. No, Miranda said it. Miranda said it. Fine, yes. She stands alone. Miranda says it in the original series. And I think I was listening to a podcast where they debated whether it, they'd never heard it before. And now she said it again. And I just loved that, but for no reason. I just thought I'd point that out. I've only heard it at Sex and the City. And I, what does it mean? Like, where's the, where's the reference? What's it, what's it about? I've looked at it before and I've forgotten it, but it's something I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, so that happened. (laughs) Best bit of the episode. 10 out of 10. You know what? I give it a 10. (laughs) Carrie sees the teacher, Professor Puke. Yeah, Professor Puke. (laughs) And I like that she asked Anthony Um, to help. And she's like, my husband died. He's like, you get one more of those. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because obviously, again, Ed, what are the odds that he's a teacher at this school? Are they in a school? Oh, yeah, this... 
This is a school thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's so fancy. I'm just, like, gagged, but I forget that Charlotte and BLT, they're, like, their school is, like, for millionaires, isn't it, really? Yeah, the 1%, children of the 1%. So uh, Miranda sees Che. She goes, it's Che! (laughs) (laughs) Way to play it cool, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she says, why are you being weird, Rambo? She says, you didn't write me back. You never wrote me back. (laughs) Did you sound any older? Then she tried to change it to DM'd me back, as if that's better. My pigeon was tapping on your window. Didn't you see the scroll attached to her ankle? (laughs) And then she tries to play it cool with, it's all good. Um, oh. To be fair, Che's excuse did make sense. Because if you are Take famous, you will be getting a lot of messages. So, And I also get why Miranda would be offended by it. So this all kind of played out and made sense to me. And they pick up where they left off. Says she wants to take all her fucking clothes off. Yeah. Um, uh, which is fine because Steve is a fool. So go for it, Miranda. Yeah. Get fingered properly this time. You don't need that lube. Yeah. (laughs) And um, BLT and her husband fight in front of Charlotte and Harry. Yeah, and and I have um, to say, I think I've said it before, but I'm coming out and fully saying it now. The actress playing BLT, I think, is just a bad actress. And I think she's meant to be good in other stuff. Maybe this wasn't the right role for her. Every time I watch her, I'm just not believing that she's a person. It's all very canned. I'm just not... I think she should have been played by someone else. I agree. She's really wooden. I mean, she doesn't have much to work with. True. Um, she doesn't have any development or any juicy script, nothing. Like, she has no storyline, no inner circle life, nothing. But, yeah, she... I mean, you know, I have a toddler. That guy had one line and he sold that shit. 100%. I'm more invested in his story than BLT's. I'm more invested in the publisher. I'm more invested in the picture of the dog or Gloria than I am in BLT. So she's failed. Next. (laughs) Hate that. Next. (laughs) (laughs) So he ends up hosting. Is that meant to... Because he says, you know, I'm sorry. What what can I do to make it up to you? And then I guess the gag is that he ends up hosting and staying and she doesn't have to go back on stage or something. Yeah. And then the whole thing of it is just so that Charlotte and Harry see them, which we saw coming a mile off, obviously. It's just like... Yeah. It's just too predictable. So And why do we care? No. I... Everyone knows that cu- married couples fight and long-term couples fight. So what is this? I liked the apology thing, but that wasn't even really the point of it, was it? That was just a stepping stone when really it was... Yeah, it was quite pointless. But I, I am interested to see if they carry on showing us more of Charlotte and Harry arguing or whether it was just a one-off comedy thing. Yeah. And then Carrie is up uh, for bid a date with sex writer. Oh, my God. Um, this was just so cringe. You would just... not bring the person on why stage. Why are they doing this? It's like abuse. Why? They, why are they doing this to Carrie? Hip, dead husband, vomiting in the street, up for sale, no one wants her. Why are they tearing her down so much as a character? I've been at these auctions as well where, I mean, not when a person has been directly auctioned off, but where I was at a gala thing once and they were auctioning off things and there were no bids on it. And the guy who was running the charity got up on stage with the microphone and said, 
um, this is for abused children, this charity. And then he told a story of how his children were abused and it was really, really long. And then afterwards he said, now do we have any bids? And still no <laughs> one bid. It was <laughs> fucking awful. And bear in mind, like, if I'm at that event, I'm on the journalist table where obviously no one is bidding because no one has the money to. But everyone else is rich. I'm like, why is one of you not just fucking bidding just to end this uncomfortable moment? If I was rich, I would just bid. Cause it, and it was, it was for something good as well. It was for a fucking, like, cruise for five days with ten of your friends for, like, a few thousand pounds. Well, I think it was, like, 20,000 pounds. And it's, like, just... It's, it's not, like, a punishment. Just buy it, please. This is awful. And I'm, like, would someone in this wow. room like, take pity on Carrie and just bid? Also, way to pimp your children out so someone buys a cruise. I know, and it's, like, who did your children get abused by? Like, where were you? I'm sorry, I didn't... Know. You? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was on a cruise. Guys, I abused my children. Let's get some bidding because the kids need help. Um, no, it was so. Sad, Peter um, comes to the rescue and bids one thousand fifty. So is that? Am I being? So that's not one thousand five hundred, is it? It's a thousand and fifty. No, that's one. <laughs> $1,050 and Carrie bid 1000 on herself. So it's, even though it's a romantic gesture, it's actually quite oh my cheap. God. He, he only bid went, 50 quid. 50 quid, no, because an auction means you pay it all. So you have to go higher than the person before. You don't, she don't pay 1000 and then he pays an extra 50. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I'd so be like Joey and get that boat by accident. <laughs> well, I bid on a dinner with Ben Cohen, the rugby player, for £1,500 and I won. Thankfully, it never went through. And I was sober, so I had no excuse. Like, it just seemed like... It, sometimes you can really get carried away in those auctions. I will not go to one again. Was that after the guy told you about his children? It was, was the same auction? one. It was the same auction, oh. yeah. Genuinely. And who was there? Dionne Warwick. And she performed. And she was, like, shaking. I don't know if she's got Parkinson's or something. No shade. But she was, like, wheeled out on stage shaking. And she was like, Welcome back! And then was wheeled off. And it was like... They must have spent... <laughs> what a strange, strange room. Oh, it was fucked up and it was not a place you wanted to be sober. That was, it was in January, so big mistake, huge. But I have to say, stupid of me, I didn't predict Peter was going to bid at the end and it should have been, oh. really, been really obvious, but I actually, it did take me by surprise and I thought it was really cute and charming. Well, that's because you've got used to their, their strategy, so you probably thought he was never going to come back ever again and be mentioned, so you're yeah. forgiven. He's somewhere in a room with a picture of a dog and that alarm beeping. What? A recurring character? No. <laughs> and Anthony got a handjob from the cater waiter, so... Yeah, you do you. That's another romance. And then we get Shay and Miranda post-coital, which is annoying. I wanted to see some bumping of uglies. We saw a little bit, didn't we? We saw Miranda's tits. We saw Miranda's tit. We didn't see Shay's tit. Tit? Why do you think she only has one tit? <laughs> well, because we only saw one of Miranda's. We Oh, I, I can actually imagine Shay having one big boob. I don't know why. <laughs> she just... <laughs> They are just that type. Um, With a nipple ring. One very large one. Like like a one of those ones that bulls have through their nose. And then it's got a vape hanging off the end of it. So she can smoke <laughs> weed off it. Um, I hated that Miranda said, I think I'm in love with you. Oh, what, what have they done to Miranda? Seriously. I know. But I did like Che's quote, which is, you're in love with you with me. I thought that was quite profound yeah. in a way. And I think that's really good yeah. advice for young people. I just think people Miranda's age should not need to be told that. But then she's new in gay life. So, you know, maybe it is like dating again in a way. Like for the first time. I guess. I guess. I mean, I, 
I don't really want them to be together and I kind of hope they kill Che off and BLT, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, maybe Naya runs them over. Oh, and we also got as well that Carrie is going to go on a second date with the maths teacher, didn't we? Yeah, Professor Puke. Do you, so do you think that's actually going to develop into a, an actual thing? Or do you think he's going to just be a gateway back into dating? Um, I think they maybe could get along, but it's wrong place, wrong time. They're both, they both have, like, they're both still grieving. That I, sort of thing. I think, Carrie, the one thread with all her men, even though they've been very different, is they were all very, like, exciting. And I don't know, you wouldn't say Aiden was, but even as a boyfriend, he was, like, someone that you'd take places and everyone would be like, ooh, Aiden, the country, like, they were all characters. Obviously, they were actual characters. Yes. I can't ever imagine Carrie just being with a regular guy who's nice. No, a teacher. Like, it's just no. not her. She needs someone who's got a bit of something about them, I think, because she has someone who, like, can match her in the charisma and stakes. Charisma? So just... She has no charisma in this show. Well, she's a big character. Even if you find her annoying or not, she's not like a fade into the background type person. Even her fashion and stuff like that. I think it needs a big, it needs an Alexander Petrovsky, a burger, someone who can like go toe to toe with her. I just can't imagine her dragging along some maths teacher sap who vomits. events. Yeah, no, he's not the one for her. Should we say what we think Samantha would say? Yeah. Um, Honey, you're going on your first date back out there. I suggest you say it. Don't spray it. (laughs) Classic line. I have one. Uh That bald guy has a toddler. Sounds like he's having a stroke. And I know about medical health because I had breast cancer. And, and to link into that, I have to um, <laughs> tell you all to get on Instagram and go and follow Samantha Jones PR's Instagram account. That's Samantha Jones PR Instagram account, which is a very funny Sex and the City um, account where they do exactly what we just did and give Samantha's opinion and also make other comical references, memes, gifts, you name it, about the show. And we love it. And if you like this, you will love that. Run by our good friend, Steve. Not Steve. Miranda, Steve. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the plug, Ed. And also follow us, United Queen and Podcast, and follow Chloe. Have you given your details, Chloe? No, do you I want won't to be accept you. I'm private. No, oh, sorry. I don't, actually. <laughs> Should have discussed that before. Oh, you can follow my home account, Chloe underscore at underscore home. Chloe is on Grindr at Chloe forward slash. <laughs> Um, my and... pseudonym is Professor Puke <laughs> we did a really long one today but there was a lot to unpack that's what she said and I, while I admit that once again I took it too far with the 10 out of 10 I do. I would go down to an 8 and I do st- stand by that I enjoyed this episode <laughs> 10 out of 10 was crazy okay <laughs> <laughs> listen Obviously. I love it it's a, it's a really sort of joyful naivete that you have at the beginning of every every episode and then sort of grind it down to a cynical pulp. But it's because while I'm making the notes, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the whole thing. Part of my enjoyment is hating the show. So it's very confusing, but it is what it is. It is. It is. Um, I'm still sticking with my six and, you know, again, we've, six talking, we've got in a the lot city, to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so, so far I'm just furious with what they've done with Steve and they've got a lot to answer for and I hope he gets redemption. But yeah, me too. I'm really pissed off. I don't know why I gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> but th- thank you guys for listening and we will be back on Monday with um, obviously the next episode. But also tune in on Wednesday if you're watching the current season of Drag Race season 14 where myself and Sam will be recapping that as well. And just like Fabulous, that. Fabulous, wonderful. And now I need to go oh, watch thanks, Cirque du Soleil. So thank you, Chloe. Oh. Love you lots. And love you. Bye. Bye.